and a warm welcome to Cavan Parish Church for the weekly diocesan service. Cavan Church is 200 years old and is undergoing a long period of renovations at this time. It is, I think, the largest church building within the diocese capable of seating up to 850 people. And uh, I suppose that will mean there will be little problem with social distancing when we come to our regular services. My name is Mark Lidwell and I have been Rector of Cavan, Den and Derahine since 1990. My parishioners know that my knowledge of computers is scant, to say the least. A former bishop who will remain anonymous once described me as Lidwell of the Quill. And so I am extremely grateful today to Archdeacon Craig, not just for his technical know-how, but more for his infinite patience with me. Today is the fifth Sunday of Easter. Our service is the second form of morning prayer, which begins on page 102 of the Book of Common Prayer. But we start with a call to worship. God calls us to this place, a haven for healing and hope. We come with the pain of our burdens. We come to hear God's word of hope for us. Together we will sing songs of joy. Each of us will hear God whisper our name, beloved of my heart. We join our voices in prayer and praise. We sing of our longing for new lives. Here our shadowed corners are filled with light. Here we discover that God dwells in us, and not just us, for God would teach us all to love. God's Spirit would lead all peoples in peace. Our opening hymn from the church hymnal is a favourite one, and in those many polls conducted by songs of praise, it is always at or near the top. It's hymn number 32, How Great Thou Art.
of every service, there is an act of confession when we seek God's forgiveness for those sins of commission and omission that we have committed. I'm reminded of the words in our Lord's beautiful parable of the lost son, where the son says, I will arise and return to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and am no more worthy to be called your son. How easy we can learn of God's love, but how hard it is to live it. The world distracts us with its easy choices, while we know how intentional we must be to love one another. Join me as we confess our failures and open our hearts to God, saying together, Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, by what we have done and by what we have failed to do. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on us. Pardon and deliver us from all our sins. Confirm and strengthen us in all goodness. And keep us in eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth will proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The psalm appointed for today is Psalm 31, verses 1 to 6, which can be found on page 623 of the Book of Common Prayer. We say together, In you, O Lord, have I taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Incline your ear to me. Make haste to deliver me. Be my strong rock, a fortress to save me, for you are my rock and my stronghold. Guide me and lead me for your name's sake. Take me out of the net that they have laid secretly for me, for you are my strength. Into your hands I commend my spirit, for you have redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. 
I hate those who cling to worthless idols. I put my trust in the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Gospel reading will be read by Diane Hannah. The scripture reading is taken from John chapter 14, 1-14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when... I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. This is the word of the Lord. In a few moments, the sermon will be preached by Andy Pierce. Andy, for the six weeks before Christmas, carried out his placement here in the Cavern Group of Parishes. And I know that he endeared himself to many of us, both by the way that he conducted services and also by his pastoral visiting. And here in Cavan Den and Derrheen, we remember Andy and Jackie and all the family in our prayers as he pursues his theological studies. But first, our hymn, which is a favourite out in Derrheen. It comes from the hymn book, Thanks and Praise. It's number 15. Bless the Lord, O my soul, Worship his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, O oh my soul, worship his holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, 
worship your holy name. The sun comes up, it's a new day dawning. It's time to sing your song again.
Greetings from the Kilishandra Group of Parishes. Good morning. It's good to be able to worship with you today. Our word today is based on the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. Let us pray. Father, as we come to your word, we pray, Lord God, that you would open our eyes that we might see, our ears that we might hear, our minds that we might understand, and our hearts that we might receive it, and by your word be healed. Amen. Have you ever landed yourself in the middle of something, a conversation, an argument, or maybe someone given out to somebody else and wondering to yourself what you had missed? You know the feeling, perhaps, you weren't quite sure what was going on, but it was important, a big deal, and people were probably more than a little tense. This is very much the case with our gospel reading for today. Where we enter the room, Jesus is in conversation with his disciples. He's talking to them, and they just don't seem to get what he's trying to tell them. You can almost hear the exasperation in his voice. This means before we get into our reading, we have to go back a bit and see what's been happening. I mean, reading the passage itself, we would have gathered that Thomas, you know, the, the doubting one, was there, as was Philip, because they are mentioned in the conversation. Looking back to chapter 13, however, we see that Peter and all the disciples were there because this conversation was happening in the upper room on the eve of Jesus' arrest and crucifixion. Jesus had just finished washing the feet of his disciples and had warned them that just as he had been and would be abused and mistreated, they should expect no better. He had also just dropped the triple whammy by telling them, first of all, that one of them, Judas Iscariot, was going to betray him, and he had actually just sent him off to, so he could make it happen. He had then told him he was going away and that they, after following him devotedly for three years, were not going to be able to go with him. And finally, perhaps the biggest shock of all, that Peter, after swearing that he would be willing to die for Jesus, had just been told that he would actually be denying him three times before the cock crowed the next morning. Had we walked into the room at the moment of John chapter 14, verse 1, we probably would have been able to hear a pin drop. And looking around, we would have seen complete shock and fear in the faces of the disciples. Their world was collapsing around them, life that they knew it, including all their hopes and dreams, were disappearing before their eyes. Perhaps it was not too much unlike being told, go home, the schools are closed, the shops are closed, your job is closed, people are going to be dying around you, and your world, once this is over, is never going to be the same again. So go home. And yet, into this, into the collapsing world of the disciples and even our own world today, Jesus speaks perhaps the greatest words of comfort ever heard. He said, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. 
This is it, isn't it? This is the promise that we Christians, that we live for. This is the hope that we have. No matter how dark the sky might get, no matter how difficult things might be, our hope is not in the things of this world. Our hope is in Christ Jesus and what he has done for us and what he promises will come, that he has made a place for us, not only with him, but in him forever. What joy is in these words. And this joy, and this is what, this is how we should respond to Jesus. It is how the disciples should have responded to him. But what did happen? What do we see and hear and what we read? Of course, here he goes, good old doubting Thomas. Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? You can imagine it. You can almost see Jesus just kind of closing his eyes, looking down, shaking his head, wondering to himself. These men, these men who witnessed all of the things that I have done, I mean, the lame have walked, the blind have seen, the dead have been raised to life. I mean, these men who, who heard me teach, who were sent out with power and authority, how is it they can be so blind themselves? How is it they cannot understand what I'm saying? Why is it they just can't see who I am? Whatever he thought, when he did answer, what he said rocked the world. Because Jesus said unto him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. To the believer, these are the words of faith. I am the way, the truth, and the life. These are the words that should leave us with no doubt about who Jesus is and what he has done and what is required of us. It makes me think, if, you, if you'd ever seen an American football game, watched them on the television, in fact, any American sporting event for that matter, you'd have seen, one, someone, you'd seen someone in the stands, generally in the end zone at the football game, but somewhere in the stands holding up this big sign that says John 3.16. You know the verse. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting it is a great memory verse, particularly as a reminder to those who would believe. Perhaps, though, what we've read here, John 14, 6, is a better one. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This verse is even better, I think, because it is clear and it's unequivocal. There's no other way but Jesus Christ, the Son of God, our Savior. This is the bedrock of our Christian faith. And it's not something, an idea that we're unfamiliar with. Jesus had just said something very similar before here in John. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved. John 10, verse 9. We've had this confirmed in the Acts of the Apostles. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. Acts 4, verse 12. 
The Apostle Paul also tells us, for there is one God, there is also one mediator between God and humankind, Christ Jesus, himself human, who gave himself a ransom for all. This was attested at the right time. 1 Timothy 2, verse 5. We also sing about this in our hymns. From one of the most ancient hymns in our hymnal, number 175, of the Father's heart begotten. Not this, was, this is one that we sing very often, but it is one in our hymnal that was written from the late 4th or in the late 4th or early 5th centuries to our very modern favorite, In Christ Alone, number 64, in thanks and praise. In today's world, this statement is the greatest, the most powerful Christian apologetic because it leaves everyone, everywhere, without excuse. At the same time, this is probably the biggest dart thrown at Christians by the non-believing world. One that is thrown so often that even some Christians are finding it hard to accept it because it means exactly what Jesus said. I am the way and the truth. No one comes to the Father except through me. It is completely exclusive. It does mean there is no other way. No matter how sincere someone is in their belief in something else, Jesus Christ, by his own words, is the only way. You would think that such a statement would be crystal clear to the disciples, but here we go again. Now we have Philip. You know the guy that one day would be baptizing the Ethiopian eunuch? Philip said to him, meaning Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Once again, and I hope you will get out your Bibles and read this for yourselves, you can almost hear Jesus sigh when he says, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, shipless the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? We could go on, but perhaps you get the point. How could it be that Jesus' own disciples found it so difficult? Why couldn't they see what was before them then? And if they couldn't, uh, you know, the ones that were there with him, how is there any hope for us, separated by thousands of years and, and living in a culture that is so far, far away and so far, far different? For that, let me take you back to the beginning. What did Jesus say? He said, believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. This, this is the glory of God and the love of Jesus Christ, that what we cannot do for ourselves, he will do for us. What else can we do but believe in him, but to put our trust in him? What can we do but to take him at his word? He has prepared a place for us and will come again and take us to him. Christ Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, can do everything that we cannot. Even open our eyes that we might see, our ears that we might hear our minds that we might understand, 
and our hearts that we might receive it and by his one. Jesus Christ, be healed. Amen. Our next hymn is based on words from the gospel where Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's hymn number 115 in the church hymnal. Thou art the way, to thee alone, from sin and death we flee.
Let your ministers be clothed with righteousness, and let your servants shout for joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless those whom you have chosen. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and let your glory be over all the earth. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and renew us by your Holy Spirit. The Collect for the fifth Sunday of Easter. Lord of all life and power, who through the mighty resurrection of your Son overcame the old order of sin and death to make all things new in him, grant that we, being dead to sin and alive to you in Jesus Christ, may reign with him in glory to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be praise and honour, glory and might, now and in all eternity. Amen. And a morning collect. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you is eternal life and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your protection, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our prayers will be read by Captain Isaac Kanner, Archdeacon of Elfin and our Let us pray. Loving Father, thank you for Christ's wonderful word of comfort. Let not your heart be troubled. Thank you that God the Son came to earth as the Son of Man to bring comfort to our hearts, healing to our souls, and live in our spirit. Enable us in the power of the Holy Spirit to hold fast to this wonderful truth in your word. And I pray that you give us the wisdom, the words, and the grace to pour forth your comfort to others who are facing their own difficult trials. And particularly we pray for all those who have been affected in any way by the COVID-19 pandemic. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Heavenly Father, thank you that one of the implications of becoming a Christian means that we are your children and also that the Lord Jesus is at this very moment preparing a place for us in the heavenly home. Loving Father, thank you for Jesus. How wonderful to know that one day he is returning to take us to be with himself forever. Thank you for your many reassurances, which are yes and amen in him. May we trust your word, for you are our faithful and true Heavenly Father. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Father, at times familiarity with scripture can prevent us from seeing 
the astonishing truth behind so much of your word. Open our understanding to grasp, believe and act on these simple yet profound truths. We thank you that through the person of our Lord Jesus Christ we can see you, know you and have precious fellowship with you. Open our eyes to see more and more of Jesus so that we can see more and more of you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you that Jesus came into the world to save us from our sins, to die on the cross for the forgiveness of sins, that all who believe on him have everlasting life. Help us to carry out the work that you have prepared for us to do while we are still people that need to know the truth of the good news of the gospel. That Jesus died for our sins and that he was buried and rose again so that all who believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you that Jesus died for our sins and rose again to give us his new resurrected life so that in the power of the Holy Spirit we may love as he loved. Lord, I cannot love as Christ loves in my own strength, but only as we submit to the work of your Holy Spirit, only as we walk in spirit and truth. May the love of Christ flow through us to others so that Christ's love is seen in us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Amen. We join together in the prayer that our Saviour Christ taught us and say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And we pray for one another, and for all whom we love, in the words of the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. We now come to our closing hymn. Under normal circumstances I would probably be announcing that a collection would be taken up but of course alas and alack at this time our last hymn is particularly appropriate here in Cavan Church because today we would have, by right, be holding our confirmation service with Bishop Ferron and 12 or 13 young people would be renewing their baptismal vows and receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit through the laying on of hands. It would have been a very significant
day for them. And one of the hymns that we would have sung is the hymn that we're about to sing now. It's hymn number 593, O oh, Jesus, I have promised to serve thee to the end. And at this time we remember all confirmation candidates throughout the diocese and beyond for whom this important milestone in their spiritual journey has been postponed. And indeed, as chaplain of the Royal School, Cavan, we remember all young people at school at this time, in the Royal School and in Sligo Grammar and in all our other secondary and primary schools. And we pray especially for those who are due to sit the leaving certificate this year if it goes ahead. So we join together in the hymn number 593, O Jesus, I have promised to serve thee to the end.
As we draw near to the end of our service, we join together in the Diocesan 2020 prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to catch your vision for these dioceses and for our parish. But to catch your vision, we first need to listen to you. Too often we leave you out. Forgive us. Help us to catch a sense of where your spirit is leading. Give us courage to love and serve you. Give us boldness to proclaim Christ faithfully and to build your kingdom, Lord. Come to us. Our door is open. Amen. Let us journey into the world with our God to rebuild shattered hearts with hope. Let us spend each day with Jesus, mending brokenness with love. Let us share our hearts with the Spirit, so that we may be with those who are waiting for peace. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in the peace of the risen Christ. Alleluia. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Alleluia. <laughs>